Welcome to another episode of Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. I didn't intend to keep going with this, but we were talking yesterday about this proverb that says we should honor God with the first fruits of all we produce. And I realized we we talked about all the different ways that we can honor God through our lives, but I was missing some specific things about the original intent of that verse, and that's money. Cheddar, guap, skrilla, that paper. (laughs) I think sometimes I get in a hurry to take it to a bigger picture. Um, And I sometimes skip over some stuff about money because let's be honest, talking about money in church, it's a little slimy. Like it feels wrong sometimes. I think it's just because I see all these ding-dongs on the TV and now on YouTube that say, if you'll send me $1,000, you will plant the seed of of blessings in your life so I can buy this private plane so I don't have to fly with all those sinners and coach in first class. And it's been abused. But Jesus talks a lot about money. The Bible talks a lot about money. And I think that we should too. And we should make sure that we have the right perspective on it. And again, these money is an area um, kind of unlike any other in the Bible where where God is cuts to the point and says, you do right by this. You do right with your money. You honor me. Proverbs 3 said, you, you honor me with the first fruits of all that you produce. And I am going to make you overflow with abundance of stuff. He was talking about your your barns will be filled with grain, your wines, your vats will be filled with wine. And that was basically a, a biblical times version of saying you, you're going to be you're going to be stacked. God's going to bless you if you honor him with his money. And there's not a lot other not a lot of other places where God does that. And in Malachi he says test me, bring this money to the storehouse and and test me in this and see if I don't blow your doors off with blessings. And so I this is something I want for you us, something I want for me, something I want for you, and I've seen it happen, And but uh, I kind of skipped over them. I mean, we talked a little bit about money yesterday, uh, but we also talked about the first fruits of our time and our attention and all that stuff, and that was good, but I felt like we needed, before we moved on this week, I wanted to circle back to the topic of money and honoring God with our money, um, and I said this in my sermon on Sunday, I want to kind of reintroduce this idea that the the reason he wants the first fruits is because uh, it shows that that we are his priority, or we're, that he is our priority. That uh, the we give him the first and the best of what we have. That's a reflection of our heart. Jesus says, "Where your treasure is, your heart is going to be there too." But also that it blesses the rest of it. And really, ideally, we should be. If we're going to give our lives to God, if we're going to give our eternities to God, we should give 100% of our budget to God. That doesn't mean that, you know, we, we tie the 100% of our check to the church, uh, as you're going to see in some verses today. That's not what I think is the Bible is after here. Not, that's not what God wants from us. But we should be honoring God uh, with all of our money and all of our resources. And so how do we do that? Well, I want to take a look at 2 Corinthians 8, or as 
uh, former President Trump would say, Two Corinthians. It's my favorite book. Two Corinthians. Two Corinthians walk into a bar. I own it. It's huge. It's awesome. It's amazing. I love it. Anyway, Second Corinthians chapter 8 talks. I'm just going to work my way through these 14 verses uh, because I want you to see this is just a this. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here, but there is some precedent here for uh, how we honor God with our money, whether you're minimum wage at a fast food place, you're making tips at the at the local five and dime. Uh, what is this? The 1950s at whatever, whether you're making big bucks. You want to honor God with your money. So let's walk through 2 Corinthians 8, uh, beginning with verse 1. It says, now I want you to know. Now, again, this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. Um, and it says, now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. So he's about to to humble brag, uh, flex, help Macedonia flex on him. He says, they are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. So somehow they're they're troubled and they're poor, but for some reason they're also abundantly joyful and richly generous. Does that sound like us? Does that sound like something we would mark our lives when we have times of trouble and, and, and poverty? Are we also filled with that joy and generosity? Verse 3 says, For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it on their own free will. I can't tell you how hard I try not to roll my eyes because I hear this about once a year or every couple of years, there'll be a Christian that I'm not hassling them about tithing. I'm just talking about money and happen to be talking about tithing. And they say, I can't afford to tithe. I'm like, dude, you can't afford not to. Who says you have to be able to afford it? Honoring God with your money means you're generous all the time. Not just when you can afford to be. It's easy to be generous when you have extra. It's easy to be. It's it's kind of like it's it's easy to obey uh, the law when you want to obey the law. It's easy to submit to authority when you want to do that thing anyway. But the test of that submission or the test of that that strength of of your willingness uh, comes when you can't afford to be right. So if you're filthy rich and got lots of extra money it's really not a big deal for you to be generous in those times. But if you're generous, even in the times where you're not sure how men, how ends are going to meet, that really shows the genuine integrity of your generosity. Verse four says, they begged us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. So they were like, Hey, is there, let me help some way somehow. Can I, Paul was not trying to twist their arms and, and browbeat them into being generous. They, they were eager to verse five says they did even more than we had hoped for. The first action was to give themselves to the Lord and us just as God wanted them to. So honoring God with your money also kind of includes your attitude. Right, it's not so much about uh, how much, which you're going to see about more here in a minute, but it has to do with your attitude. So, reluctant, begrudging giving, or whether it's given to a homeless person, whether it's given to a church, whether it's helping a good cause, if you do it reluctantly and begrudgingly and complaining the whole time, uh, that does not honor God. But seeing it as a privilege, that's the way God wants us to think about it. In verse 6, he says, So we have urged Titus, who is another church leader, who encouraged your giving in the first place, to return to you and to encourage you to finish this ministry of giving. 
Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in the gracious act of giving. Some of you ask, Oh God, how can you use me? How can, uh, how can my time and talents be used? God, don't you want me to be uh, a big deal so I can save the world and make you look good? Some of you need to admit and submit to the fact that God may be calling you to a ministry of giving. You may not ever be in the front lines. You may never be on a stage proclaiming, but your ministry of generosity is all that more important. Verse 8 says, I'm not commanding you to do this, but I'm testing how genuine genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. A little good competition here, a little friendly uh, cooperation here to see if we can get these other, he was trying to get these other churches to be just as generous. He says, uh, verse 9, you know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he has become poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. So you can't manipulate, you can't bully other people into being generous, and we shouldn't uh, feel like we have to. We simply need to look to the example of Jesus, right? We give because he gave. And then when we do that, we honor him with our, our, our money and our resources. Uh, verse 10 says, here's my advice. It will be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give. And you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. And this is this is a, a cool verse I try to share with people who struggle with giving. Give in proportion to what you have. Verse 12 says, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And you give according to what you have, not what you don't have. So don't worry about the amount. It's not about that. It's about the heart. Whether it's tithing, whether it's being good to someone in need uh, in your family and on your on in your neighborhood in your city, it's not about how much you do. It's about the heart behind it. A ten dollar check or or gift card or whatever given eagerly from someone who doesn't necessarily have it to spare is the same, if not actually better, than a a million dollar check given with the wrong intentions and the wrong attitudes. Because you know what? God never made it about the things that the world makes it about. Verse 13 goes like this. For of course, I don't mean that your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. So don't be stupid. Don't don't give in such a way that it harms yourself. I only mean that there should be some equality. Right now, you have plenty and you can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you're in need. In this way, things will be equal. As the scriptures say, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over, and those who gathered only a little had enough. Now, I know if you're like me and grew up in the same type of um, political environment, you're like, that sounds like some commie crap to me. Nah, this is, this is different. This is the church of Jesus we're talking about right? So any abuses of your generosity, God handles. He has no time for that. And if you look at the New Testament, those that cheated God got theirs, right? God is not playing with that. But what makes this better than some, you know, Bernie Sanders socialism or some Venezuelan communist thing is that it's given freely and eagerly and given for the glory of God, And so this is the attitude that we have to have when it comes to our finances. 
when it comes to the money we have, right? Some of you are going to say, I'll be generous when I get a better job. I'll be generous when I hit, man, if I could just win the lottery, pastor, I'd buy you a new church and we'd have a homeless shelter and we would do all these, these great things, but I'm just going to wait for my scratch offs to come back. Right. Stop it. Do good with what you have now. Honor God with your first fruits, with the best of what you have now. And that small little paycheck that you think is measly now and see what God does by blessing you through your obedience. Right? Because if you're not being good with your minimum wage job, if you're not being generous and you're not honoring God with your little paycheck here, what makes you think that you would honor him with any more? God is not a bad investor. He's going to bless those who bless him, who honor him, and who bless others. So I'm no Dave Ramsey, but that should be your financial plan for 2021. Try that generosity and see where it leads you and see God work move and bless.